Welcome to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show, a podcast to help you navigate the senior care maze. Learn and laugh with us as we discuss creative solutions and ideas to common and uncommon dementia care challenges and how to make sense of the senior care industry and options even if you're not a professional. Welcome to the Dementia Care Partner Podcast. I'm here with Sipa Snow, Greg Phelps, Joanne Westbrook, and a very special guest, Karen Lugard. And we have Carolyn on the show today because Joanne and I recently attended the Care Partner Support Series, and there were three things that really surprised us, and we very much enjoyed the series. So we thought it'd be a wonderful opportunity to chat with her a little bit and give our audience a bit of an overview of what the series is about, and, and Carolyn's background. So welcome, Carolyn. How are you doing? Uh, thanks, Valerie. I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good. How would you feel about giving us a little bit of an overview of your background and how you became involved with TIPA's company, Positive Approach to Care? Sure, sure. Well, so my background actually is not in healthcare at all. I uh, have come from a finance and human resources background, actually, but um, Somewhere along the line, dementia entered my life through a family experience, and that changed my focus. And that is actually how I became involved and interested in how to create the best life for people living with dementia. For me, it happened to be my parents. Uh, So they're the ones that um, are responsible for what I am doing today. Carolyn, I, I sort of feel every time I, I look at uh, the material that PAC has that I'm at a buffet because there are so many choices for me. I can either sign up and go through a series, I can take training, I can listen to a podcast, I can go online for a series like yours. So where do you fit in? And, and in the broad picture of things, what topics are you covering that people want to, to listen in for and, and, and participate in? Yeah, sure, Greg. So um, where do I fit in? So I have my certifications in training and coaching and also consulting. And now I also run the online care partner support series in addition to answering consultation requests that come through our tipasnow.com website. So on the online care partner support series, I, along with a team of other consultants, actually run an education and support group uh, and we do them periodically throughout the year so folks are able to participate online from their own homes in a five session series that's part support group and part education series that's my primary role here at PAC so support through education and knowledge absolutely yeah. So um, any surprises since you've been doing this? Have there been aha moments for you? I mean, I know as learners, we always have aha moments, but as, as the host of a series, have you gone, oh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because certainly every time I do a series, it seems like I have a new aha. And some recent ones, um, you know, I am always positively um, surprised at the reactions of the folks who are participating. Uh, Oftentimes they mention that, well, they had no idea what, that there were multiple diseases that caused dementia and that dementia itself 
isn't just a singular disease, you know, and I think I've taken that for granted, but hearing participants say that has been really interesting. Also, it's really neat to see when participants make the connection between what's actually happening in the brain to what they're seeing from their loved one. And this idea that they can actually do something in response or in a he- ahead of a need that might positively impact the behavior that they're seeing with their loved one. So every time that connection is made, I think it just is an aha for me. So you, you mentioned um, in, in a roundabout way, you mentioned the four truths and the umbrella. Is, is mm-hmm. that one of the aha moments that uh, people all of a sudden can put into words what they've been experiencing? Because for, for a lot of people, it's a very lonely journey. They can see what's happening, but they just can't articulate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned the four truths and, you know, Talking with folks about what dementia really is, if somebody has a true dementia, that can be pretty tough. And recognizing that this is, you know, that parts of the brain aren't just changing, they're actually dying, and that it's a terminal condition, and that it's chronic, it will get worse over time. You know, folks, I think they may think or sort of know that, but when they hear it put out plainly in those four truths, it's almost like, okay, now I've faced it, I've heard it, okay, I know it, and now I can deal with it. So lest that sound too dreary, we Mm -hmm. also take the conversation completely around and talk about what's left, what's preserved. Absolutely, we do. Yeah, and so that, I think you make a great point. You know, I think the one truth that hits, tends to hit folks the hardest is that this is a terminal condition, you know, and many folks haven't thought about it that way before. And what we during our series, we don't just throw this information out there and leave it. What we do is offer a series of video clips, really short clips that we watch, and then we talk about and we process. And it really softens that blow of, oh, wow, this is a, you know, this is a tough, a tough set of diseases and helps reframe you know, a challenge of, okay, now that we know this, well, so how can we now work to make the situation the best it can be? I'm going to be like Monty Python when I'm in the home. I'm going to be wheeling around going, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> so, you know, people, people better be prepared to, to deal with, with me and with other people who still have preserve portions of the brain, such as the amygdala. Um, Obviously, discussions on that are are key for people because we all of a sudden realize we have our own amygdala and we can also be the trigger for someone else's amygdala. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And this this term, amygdala, it's interesting. I always ask when that topic comes up, which is in 
session two of our five session series. Um, how many folks have heard of the word or term amygdala before? And most people have not. And that really takes us into the conversation of, well, so let's explore this part of the brain that plays such a key role when dementia is on board and understanding how if we can get if we understand how the amygdala works and um, what's happening there we got this we can get how to respond or how we can proactively approach a situation and set the stage for success but it is all about the amygdala so it's really, really, that's a really, really interesting topic that we cover that folks come away with going, I had no idea. And now that I know that, wow, that does change things for me to the positive because we can actually do something to respond in a better way. So most of us who have been with PAC for a while, we've been to lots and lots of classes and everything we do is pretty much hands-on. How does that translate to doing things on video? Because I can't really touch you. Uh, mm -hmm. I can't really practice my hand-to-hand. -hand. So are there techniques that I can still use that you're able to teach via video? This is fairly new technology to me. Sure. Sure. And the answer is yes. That's why we use video clips. We use some specially uh, video clips that were specially prepared for this series. And oftentimes, if somebody is struggling with a particular concept, a physical concept, the, uh, the other consultants and myself will, will make videos and you know, show these in response to um, maybe a question that somebody had. Because we all have folks in our lives that we can practice with and show. And then we can, have, we can send folks off with homework say try this let us know how it goes and that's what we start the next session off with is so what did you do and how did it work and you know that kind of thing but you're right in a virtual format we can't just reach through the screen and touch somebody so we get really good at describing it and using videos and pictures uh, to show technique now, two of the other people who are listening in at the moment, and I'm going to invite Joanne to participate in just a moment, um, they've had a lot more experience with videos than I have. Joanne, what sort of successes have you had, and is this something that you're able to recommend to, to people? Well, um, thank you, Greg. Actually, I really enjoyed this um, in a very different way because I was curious to see how this was going to turn out. and. I love the fact that she gave homework so that we could take the information, go home, practice, and come back and discuss it. And the interaction between all of the participants were phenomenal. They became very connected and they loved more knowledge and understanding that they could change their own skills uh, in order to get better results. And it was fantastic. Uh, it was one of the best programs I think I've seen in I can't tell you how long. It was wonderful. Yep. I have to second that. I really liked having it's you know a smaller group and it's in a way it's 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 digital yes but it's personal too where yep. you get to talk to people and you get to exchange experiences and thoughts and you know people are, might be going through this and and their loved one is you know in a different stage state of the disease 
um, but you can still connect and relate with one another in getting, you know, the, the pack information and then also the takeaways in your little to-do for the week. You know, I think it's, it's a really nice combination to help you understand what's going on, to find ways of doing things better and thinking through things differently. Mm-hmm. Carolyn, is, is this series for everybody, um, or are there some people who are just not comfortable with this technology? I struggle with computers, but I don't mind the technology. Yeah, so, you know, there's no one thing, I think, that works for everybody. So, sure, I, there are times when folks have joined us and they haven't particularly wanted to engage, um, be seen on the screen, or interact and be heard. And at times, you know, part of the, what we're trying to create here is this environment that's similar to a support group where we do see each other and we can talk to each other. So if we have a person who is kind of behind a black screen and not talking, it creates, you know, a different dynamic. And, and so for a person who is uncomfortable in that regard, it's probably not the right type of um, uh, intervention or, or, or program for them. On the other hand, you know, we have other programs that might be better. And that's where the PAC buffet comes in because we do have so many different programs, uh, so many different resources that people are able to tap into, including talking directly, getting some, you know, one-on-one type of sessions. So sure. uh, I, I think we have a pretty good menu. Speaking of menus, we have uh, Tipa Snow sort of has been sitting on the sidelines here listening in on us going, well, maybe these people do know what they're talking about. <laughs> well, you know, I have very little to contribute here because one of the cool things about PAC is we empower other people to get curious and support one another. And I think we've done a terrific job. You know, those clips Carolyn's talking about, I did those a while back with a group in Southwest Washington State, um, an area agency on aging uh, group that decided they really needed to support their caregivers in a different way, more than just emotional support. There was knowledge and skill to be had. And so that's where this all started and all came from. And, and it was, they were trying to provide people with tools, um, just like powerful tools for caregiving is a great resource. That's sort of what this is only on basically the world stage. You could be anywhere in the world, essentially and be part of a support series, um, which is kind of cool. And then we also have an option we're developing of in-person, and we have one so people can do it on the ground and in person. And and then we have what's called a hybrid, which a bunch of people get together on one end and we're on the other end, Carolyn, not me. I'm off doing other stuff. We offer support that way too. So even this one entity isn't the only one we have going. And we're looking at soon developing one for people living with dementia, not their care partners. And so we have another, another version yet coming up. See, that's what happens when you open the box. So why is it important that we provide uh, support for care partners in this? Uh, it's a lonely journey for the person living with dementia. It's uh, a struggle for care partners. But why, why do we want to start building our team so early? People make the mistake of thinking, well, I don't need it yet. And the reality is the primitive brain, (laughs) it's best that you get what you need before you need it, because if you wait until you're desperate to get it, you won't be able to make much use of it because your primitive brain says, I can't do that right now. I'm too panicked with where I'm at. 
And so getting this set up so that you don't get to a panic state, getting things that you like and you want before you absolutely need them. Um, it's not just for people living with dementia. It's for those of us around them who realize if we're going to get good at this, we want to get good before I need to be good or I'm going down with the ship because by then it's really hard for me to pay attention because I'm in the middle of it. I think almost every one of us who uh, is dealing, who works with PAC have had experience with family members and we all have had that aha moment like, oh man, I wish I knew this back then. And I think that's the point that we're trying to make to people is do it now because there's no point in looking back. I wish I'd known this. It's one of the most painful statements I hear people make. I just wish I had known this when my mom first, I wish I had this. I wish my, I wish my brother and I had had this conversation. So this opportunity is let's do it. Let's do it. It's a low price for what you're getting, we think. Um, but we do have scholarships available. I, I want to make that clear that if if somebody is only not doing this because of funding, don't not do it just because of funding. We'll figure out a way to have it happen if it's essential for you, because that's that's how we roll. Um, but I would also say it's not outrageously expensive for five one hour plus sessions, plus some other support that we have available. We want people to succeed. <laughs> so can I I'm sorry, I just wanted to jump in here. You know, one of the biggest challenges I hear from folks who are care partners, and for myself as well, is when we talk about this need to build a team, you know, early on, we all agree, yeah, that's great. But oftentimes folks will say, well, I have no idea how to even start. And I don't have anybody that I can pull in as, as a team member here. So what happens then? So what I would say to that is the Care Partner Support Series is one way to help you start building your team. And even if it is just a weekly event that, you know, you're able to just let go or just be around people who are in somewhat similar situations and then know that you can connect one-on-one -on -one if you'd like with your facilitator and or there's quite a bit of interaction between participants. It is not uncommon, in fact, that after we end the series that everybody wants to stay in touch and we ask permission um, of the participants as to whether or not they'd like to stay, you know, keep in touch with each other and share emails and those that do, we let them. And I have, I actually hear from a couple of folks that were on my very first series myself over almost now going on two years. So people do stay in touch and this is a way to build a team, which is really important, particularly when you don't maybe have somebody to do that with. Joanne, I, I, you've been involved for, for quite a while. There's a whole bunch of TIPA videos out there. Um, they either came from pre-recorded uh, series that you had been involved in, or there's just a ton of stuff on, on YouTube. I'm not really good at YouTube, but I managed to find probably <laughs> 20 videos in you know a matter of moments. Yes, that's true. We do have um, some amazing videos that cover so many different topics. And also, those are online as well. 
And one of the other things I will mention is that this podcast has a support group in the background. Val, did you want to mention how you can, because we, we built that support group for people who really didn't want to be seen but wanted to stay connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for the podcast, we have a Facebook group that you can join, and it's it's free. And uh, if you go to Facebook and type in the search bar on the top, Dementia Care Partner Talk Show, it should pop up, and then you can just request to join. It, we're asking two simple questions, um, and then we'll add you to it. And we have a PAC team members look at the group and respond on a regular basis, and that's a good start. And I think for those that are in this journey I would, you know, I've done the care partner support series and I can wholeheartedly recommend it. I think you'll really gain so much from it. And so if they want, if our listeners are interested and want to go sign up, they can just do that through our website, correct? They can. They can go on the website if, you know, there's a few different ways to get there. So I'm not sure that I'll uh, go through all of that without you being able to see, without you being able to see. But I would just say if you go to the, get on the website and get to the search box, type in online care partner support series and um, it'll help you find your way. And let me just throw out one other thing um, relative to that. I know Tipa mentioned we're doing, we are doing various kind of iterations of this. We're starting to do an in-person version of the of uh, the Care Partner Support Series. And we also are doing that hybrid version where I will just come in virtually to your organization. So you have a room full of people and I will appear on the screen. Now you'll see my eight foot head, which isn't all that appealing, at least not to me, but, um, Anyway, we're trying different things. So if you have some ideas as to what might work best for your group, we are all about entertaining options. Thank you, Carolyn. I really appreciate it. And for those who might not know, our website is www.tipasnow.com. It's www.tipasnow.com. And I just looked it up. If you want to get to the Care Partner Support Series or our consulting services, when you're on the website, just look under the services tab and you'll get a little drop down and then you can locate it right from there. So thank you so much, Carolyn, you know, for giving us an overview and, and, and free work, you know, with the Care Partner Support Series and Care Partners. It is so neat. And again, I've attended myself and it was absolutely marvelous and it's, it's low cost and it's easily accessible. So big thumbs up from my end. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking to us. You are most welcome, and I, uh, I am happy to do so. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Jim.